we have a little garden in our backyard and whenever I grow the food myself and I include my children in helping grow the food, they have actually been trying things that they would absolutely never try if I were to go to the grocery store, buy it, and then put it on their plate. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently abled children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley, and in this podcast, we're going to focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact. If you want to hear from my mama, who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this thing in a way that is sustainable and that doesn't add to overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. Hey, welcome back. Today we're going to talk a little bit about gardening. If you know me, you know that I love, 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 love to garden. I love to grow things. I think it's wonderful and I think it's an amazing stress reliever and we've just seen a lot of benefits from growing our own food in my family. So what I want to share today is the fact of an added benefit that I found to gardening that I did not expect, but I want to share with you because I think it's super great. If you have a child who is struggling to try new foods, which has been the case in my family for several of my children, it's very hard to get them to try new foods. My super favorite tip for this is to grow foods yourself. Now, this may not work for every single child, but I have found it to be true in my family that we have a little garden in our backyard, and whenever I grow the food myself and I include my children in helping grow the food, they have actually been trying things that they would absolutely never try if I were to go to the grocery store, buy it, and then put it on their plate. So it's like my super favorite hack (laughs) because it's a win-win for me. I love to grow things. And then whenever I'm including them, that's helping them to learn new skills. And on top of that, then they're actually willing to try these things. Now, I'm not saying that they have necessarily then decided to start eating it all the time. However, if you have a child who really struggles to try new things, you know what a absolutely huge step it can be for them to just be open to trying new foods. And I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's just because they feel like they have a hand in it and they've been kind of helping with the watering and those types of things. I'm not sure why, but I have just found it to be so true with my kids. I mean, a lot of times, like I said, it's in our backyard. So they're already back there playing anyways. And then they're helping me do garden chores and they see like, uh, you know, a berry or something like that and they pick it off and I will let them try it. I will say I do not spray my vegetables with any kind of pesticide or anything like that. I organic garden. And so I'm not concerned if they grab something and put it in their mouth because I'm not spraying harsh chemicals on any of my stuff. So I just kind of want to encourage you if the idea of gardening is like, no way, I will not try that. Or the idea of gardening just feels very overwhelming. I just want to encourage you to maybe reconsider. 
It may not be for you, but you can do it in a very small, manageable way. You don't have to do an in-ground bed where you're planting just rows and rows of stuff. You can very easily just do a container garden. So maybe you just have a couple of raised bed containers, or maybe you have some green stalks, planters, things like that. There's so many different things you can use. So I will kind of break that down a little bit. A green stalk planter is just literally a tower of planters, and at the top, it has where you can pour the water in. Their um, design is trademarked, I think. But anyways, basically you pour in at the top and it waters all the way down. I will put a link to those in the show notes below if you want to check them out. But I think it's a great way to get started because you could put it like on a porch, on a patio. You could put it in your backyard. You could just get a couple of those. And if you get the deeper ones, you can grow quite a lot of stuff. Like I've seen people grow peppers. I've actually grown, I don't have the green stock, but I have like an Aldi brand um, that's very similar. I've grown peppers in that. I've seen people grow like tomatoes because the green stock actually has this thing where you can, it basically is like a trellis that you can attach onto it to grow things that would like bush out. I've seen people grow bush beans. You could do like peppers. There's so many different things you could do in the green stock. And really the only thing you need is a place to set it And then you need good quality soil. So that's a great option. It's something that could be super easy for you to get started with. It's not going to be overwhelming. You can just select a few different things that you want to plant and just start there. Or like I mentioned, you can buy raised bed containers as well. And you could do that. And depending on what kind of container you get, how deep it is. Typically, if you're doing a raised bed, you do want to put like some... um, organic material like sticks and things like that down in the bottom and then you want to do some compost and then your soil over top of that um really the soil you know I think my raised bed I have a variety I have the ones that are similar to a green stock I have raised beds and I have in-ground and for my raised beds I believe that they are 18 inches tall so I only have about nine inches of soil. The rest is like organic material, like sticks and leaves and then compost. And then um, I have the soil, probably not even nine inches of soil. It's probably more like six inches of soil. So you could do that with a raised bed. And the great thing about both of these options is you can get raised bed planters that are actually up off the ground. And then with those, of course, you're not going to need to, you could probably just put soil in those because they're not very deep. You could do soil and then a little layer of compost on the top. But um, you can do with either the raised bed, with one that's up off the ground, or with the green stalk, if you have a child that is using a wheelchair, it's very easy for them, especially if you just have it out on like your back porch or something like that. It would be very easy for them to still be able to participate in helping you with gardening because they're able to reach that more easily. So there's just so many different options that you can do. Like I said, we have all three, raised bed, planters, in ground. I like all of them for different reasons, but it just gives us a little bit more variety of what we can grow. It also gives us more space. But I think starting out, you know, going with either like a green stock planter or with a raised bed, it just makes it a lot easier. You're not having to worry about weeds, really. You're not having to get out there and weed, but you can still really kind of get your hands wet, so to speak, with starting to garden in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming. I do encourage you with this, whichever route you take, um, definitely include your kids in on it. So let them help 
to get the get the maybe you're going to go to the store and you're going to buy starts instead of starting your own from seeds. So let them help you plant the starts into the container or into the ground. Then let them help you water it. Let them, you know, you guys can go out every day, make it a fun activity like your garden chores where you're going and checking on everything, seeing if there's a few weeds you need to pull up, seeing do the leaves look healthy. You're just kind of looking at things and they're just a part of it. So it's giving them a learning experience. It's helping them to be involved. And then that's actually where I found really kind of the magic happened with my kids being willing to try is because it no longer felt unfamiliar. It was something that we had been, you know, seeing. So maybe like a berry. Well, We have blueberry bushes in the back. Well, they're green. They're not ready yet. Let's wait until they turn blue. And so then they're just seeing them every single day. And you'll hear people who give advice on getting your children to try new foods talk about exposure. Well, I feel like this is such a great way to expose your child to the food, but you're not putting it on the plate. And then they see it and they're like, oh, yes, I've been, you know, watching this grow for however many days. I wonder what this tastes like. And that's what has been true for my kids. And I think it's really fun, too, whenever it comes time to actually pick all of your harvest. Let them, you know, get a basket and let them come out there and help you pick the different things that are ready to be to be picked. And what just kind of get creative with it. Whatever way it is that you can let them be involved, let them be involved. It gives them a good outside activity. They're getting out there. They're getting exposed to the soil, which there have been studies that have shown that soil exposure can actually increase the health of your gut microbiome, which obviously we want a healthy gut that is connected to so many different health issues, also mood and brain issues as well. So if we can increase our gut microbiome in a way that's also allowing our child to have these new experiences, to possibly be open to trying new foods, and then we're getting this new experience of just growing our own food. I think it's a great way as well. I have found for myself, it's an amazing stress reducer. So obviously, as we're caring for our differently abled children, it can be an extremely stressful thing. And I have found that the garden is just kind of a safe haven for me. It's like a reset for my nervous system. I just get out there and I'm in the sun and I'm in the soil and my body just settles down and calms. I feel like it's just an amazing gift from God. And I think we can give that to our children as well. And I think that's just so important for us to prioritize those types of things. Obviously, like I said, when we think we have to grow an entire garden, that can be very overwhelming, but that's not actually where you have to start. Just start small and then just build up from there. The other super great benefit about it is the fact that we've talked about trying to clean up the foods that we eat. And when you're growing it yourself, you have complete control over that. So maybe prioritizing the things that you really Eat a lot in your home, especially if they're on like the dirty dozen list. So prioritizing growing those things or maybe prioritizing growing things that you really want your child to try. I would really focus on that, but you get to control. Like I mentioned earlier, I do mostly organic garden methods. And so I'm not, I don't spray chemicals on my food. I don't use dirt that has chemicals in it. And so I'm not worried about what kind of chemicals I'm introducing into my home because I'm in control of that. And obviously you get to decide what you do or don't feel comfortable with. But the point is, is that you actually know what is in it, what's on it, all of those things. I do want to say as you're getting started, the thing that I would encourage you to really focus on is to have good quality soil because soil is what our plants grow in. It's where they get their nutrients. And so if we don't have healthy soil, we don't have healthy plants. 
I love to use, um, there's two different, it's Happy Frog or Fox Farm, especially if I'm going to do like a raised bed or a container. I use their mixes. They are more expensive. However, I have not used their mixes. And then the next year I used their mix. And I was just completely shocked at the difference of just how much healthier and bigger my plants grew because they were actually getting the the nutrients that they needed. And with both, I actually used organic mix on both years. But this is just a better quality. So you're not going to have to be worrying as much about fertilizing. I mean, when you're growing in a container, you're still going to have to fertilize like once a month. My preference for that is using earthworm castings, which you can just easily get organic earthworm castings at Home Depot or Lowe's or Menards or wherever. That's not something that's very difficult to find. Um, So when you're in planting in a container, you're absolutely still going to have to fertilize. However, if you start out with a good quality soil, you are less likely to have plants that are getting infested by bugs. And you're also just going to not have to worry about so many issues with the health of the plant because it's growing in a healthy environment. Some things that I think are super easy to grow would be things like cherry tomatoes. We don't really love tomatoes in my house. However, I have grown cherry tomatoes because I wanted my children to try them. Obviously with a cherry tomato, you need to monitor that because that could possibly be a choking hazard. So just deciding based off of your situation, if you feel like that's okay or not. But cherry tomatoes would be a great one that's like small that they could easily try. We love growing beans. We love growing peppers. I would obviously, we do mostly sweet peppers because I have children that I don't want them biting into a hot pepper. I try to not grow things that I don't want them to get out there and touch. I am going to grow some hot peppers this year, but I'm going to have to try to kind of figure out a way to separate that from the other stuff because I don't want them getting hold of that and burning their mouth. But like snap peas, that's a great thing to grow. And it is something you have to grow in cooler weather. So, you know, you have to make adjustments for that. But that's a great snack for a child to try. And I feel like because of the sweet taste, it can be something that they're a lot more apt to be willing to try depending on their different food preferences. Uh, Lettuce is another great one. It is something that depending on the lettuce in hot weather, it tends to bolt. But lettuce is a great one because Again, you can just go out there, let your child go out there daily and harvest stuff for a salad. And that's a great way. Maybe every evening you're going to have a salad and you take them out there with you and you guys are harvesting lettuce and you're bringing it back inside and preparing a salad that they get to help you get all the stuff, bring it back in, and then they see it there on their plate. That might be a great way just to start. Carrots are another thing that are really fun. And then actually last year we grew pumpkins. I will tell you, this takes space though. So if you don't have space, we did that in ground and the pumpkin plant is prickly. So my children didn't ever get over there and touch it, but that is something you're going to need space. However, my kids loved it. They absolutely loved seeing the pumpkins grow and then them turn colors, turn from green to orange. It was just a really fun thing. And that's the thing is you can kind of make it like a experiment for them. Let them learn about the plant cycles. Like you can even incorporate education into this for them. So they're understanding how a seed sprouts and then it grows and it loses its first leaves and gets its second leaves. And you can just really make this into a lesson if your child is able to understand that. But even if they're not, you could just talk about the fact of, yeah, here's the green pumpkin and it's going to turn orange. There are just so many different valuable lessons and things that we can glean from having even a big or small garden in our backyard. One thing that we have found is um, berry bushes. 
And these are something you could absolutely plant in a pot and, and you don't have to have them in the ground. We do have ours in the ground, but berry bushes have been great uh, because my kids love going out there and looking at them. So we have blackberry and we have blueberries. I think we had raspberries, but I don't think it made it. So I'm going to have to do some more of those this year. And that's another really fun thing that we, we have enjoyed. Obviously, if you are interested in learning more about this, please reach out to me and I will share resources with you. If you're interested in possibly starting your own seeds, which sounds intimidating, but it's really not. Maybe you want to get some seeds and then start your own to plant your own stuff in your garden. I think that's great because it gives you a lot of cool, fun varieties that you can pick. And if you do, I, I get seeds from a couple different places. I get them from MI Gardener and Baker Creek. And I will put those in the show notes below so you can quickly find them. But I think those are great places. I actually really like to get fun, unique varieties because it's not something that I could just go get from the grocery store. And if I'm going to spend all of the time to actually grow these things, I want to be able to try growing unique, different things than what I, like, I don't want just a regular squash that I could go get from the store when it's in season for very, very cheap. I want to be able to grow unique things that maybe have a little bit of a different flavor profile that maybe look more fun, all of those different things. And that is one great benefit about starting your own from seeds is you get that variety that you're not going to get if you go to a store. But if you're just starting out, go to a store and get plant starts. Um, We actually order, I think I've mentioned it before, Azure Standard. We order plant starts from them. They have a huge variety. It's super great. We've, we actually got several things from them last year. Our pumpkins and our honeydew melon, we got from them last year and it worked out great. So maybe you do a little bit of both. That's what we do. I hope that this has just encouraged you. If maybe you've wanted to get started with gardening, but you didn't know where to start, or if you've never considered it or even thought about the fact that it might help your child to try new foods, maybe this has just given you something to think on. I would love to hear from you about where you're at with that, or if you need any more information, I am happy to share that. And that is all for this time. I will see you back next time. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.